0: I've begun using a really cool service from Aviva IQ, and it's made my life so much easier. My guests love receiving all the important details about their stay exactly when they need it. And I love all the 5-star reviews I'm getting on communication. Check them out at www.avivaiq.com. Welcome, everybody! Another news episode of Get Paid for Your Pet. Today, I am hosting with Nicole Williams, who is the VP of Strategic Partnerships at Hostly. Nicole, how are you doing?
1: Great. How are you, Jasper?
0: I'm very, very well. I am in New York City. My last day in the city. Tomorrow, I'm flying to Vegas. It'll be very, Uh-oh. very hot.
1: Uh-oh, dangerous. Yeah, Vegas in the summer, and it's going to be very hot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be super hot. So it's like 110 degrees or something crazy. There's a, quite a lot of news that came out this week, some some pretty interesting news. So I suggest uh, we get into it right away. And let's start with an article about a partnership that Airbnb has gotten into with a company that's called Concur. And Concur is a, basically it's a software tool that companies, big companies can use to facilitate business travel for their employees. So now all these business travelers can book Airbnbs through this particular app. And I think this is a pretty big deal because Concur seems to be a pretty big company. So I think that's really going to boost the amount of business travelers that use Airbnb.
1: Yeah, if you look at The companies that they have acquired and how many employees their parent company has, which I think you said was like 85,000. This is a huge boost for Airbnb and all the hosts who host business travelers. I don't know exactly how many business travelers that we have at our Airbnb property, but I would guess from the messages that it's probably around 25%. Conquer had 216,000 trips per day booked in the first quarter this year. That's huge. That's per day. So this is going to be really big for Airbnb hosts.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a huge number, 216,000 trips per day. And Conquer was actually acquired by SAP in 2014 for $8 billion. Now S&P is the I think it's the largest software company in the world. It's based in Germany. And so this is a really big company. It's this is going to be a really important partnership for Airbnb. It's definitely going to boost the amount of business travelers that use Airbnb a lot. It also mentions that Concur customers include 70% of Fortune 100 and 500 companies.
1: Yeah, it's huge. That's amazing.
0: Right. And They employee, dominate.
1: They're really dominant in that market.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it also mentions that employees from over 250,000 businesses have registered to use Airbnb for business travel. So that's really, really massive. Now I know that your listing is also, it has the little business travel ready badge, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. And it's really easy to do for those hosts listening who want to become a business travel ready host. There's a link on the Airbnb site. Maybe you can post it along with this podcast, Jasper, but you just need wireless internet, which I think pretty much every property has. It's a short list, about eight things, a laptop-friendly workspace, self-check-in, smoke detector, carbon monoxide detector, all the essentials that you probably already provide for your guests, which is toilet paper, clean towels, and linens, an iron, hair dryer, shampoo, and hangers. I mean, I know when we became business travel ready, all this stuff was pretty much there, except for maybe the monoxide detector.
0: Right. And you also need a self-check-in option, no?
1: Yes. Yeah. So maybe some people don't have that self-check-in, but you know they offer solutions here for that. Key lockbox, doorman, keypad, smart lock. There's a lot of different ways to do that now. And they're getting more tech savvy because I saw a bunch of them at a conference I was at a couple of months ago here in, near Los Angeles.
0: Right, so now that Airbnb is partnering with Concur, it's probably gonna be more interesting for people to get that business travel ready badge on your listing. You know, the requirements are not that hard. I definitely would encourage everybody to go ahead and get that little badge on your listing.
1: And I would also recommend, of course, a hostfully guidebook, which I know for some of our corporate housing clients, they like to add like what joint office space like co-working space and which gyms and stuff so that's always a perk too it's not on the airbnb list but i highly recommend it <laughs>
0: <laughs> that'd be sweet if it'd be on the airbnb list huh? in I order, know, in I order, know. In order to, to get the badge that. you have to sign up hostly. um <laughs> if you can make that happen that would be good for your business
1: yeah absolutely there's some, on <laughs> uh,
0: there's some interesting numbers in an article on recode.net that talks about the amount of people that have used Airbnb, the amount of stays over the last few years. At the first look, it, it sounds pretty epic because Airbnb is on track to record more than 100 million stays this year. And obviously that's a major, major milestone. But at the same time, if you look at the actual numbers from recent years, it all began in 2009 with 21,000 stays, then it went up to 140, 800, 3 million in 2012, then 6 million in 2013, 16 million in 2014. That's when they really saw the growth. 2015, it went up to 40 million, about 2.5x growth. 2016, 80 million, so it doubled. But now they're projected to do 100 million in 2017, which is, you know, if that's going to be the actual number, that's only a 25% growth rate, which is basically, percentage-wise, it's definitely the lowest that it's ever been. But even in absolute terms, you know, from 2015 to 16, there was 40 million additional stays. And so, even in absolute terms, that would be only half of the growth that Airbnb saw in 2016. So. If you actually look at the numbers it looks like the growth is slowing down a lot now obviously we don't know how many stays they're gonna have in total this year it might be much more than a hundred million but in any case it seems like the growth is definitely slowing and that could be either because of the stricter regulations or the enforcement that Airbnb has implemented on its platform like in Amsterdam London Paris where you know you can't book more than a certain amount of days as well as maybe you know, it's just as you're getting bigger, it's always hard to sort of keep up with that exponential growth. So maybe the, you know, the number of people that Airbnb can add to their platform using the different marketing strategies that they have, maybe they're kind of running out of steam a little bit there too.
1: Well, we'll have to see what the numbers are. I mean, this is a projection. So we don't, we can't say the growth is slowing until we actually see what the numbers are. I mean, they went, they doubled from 2014 to 2015. Actually, they've tripled from, 2013 to 2014, then doubled, then doubled again. You know, I don't know why that is a low number. It seems quite attainable. So it could be that they're, you know, we're halfway through the year. Maybe they're seeing slower growth. So they put that number there to put the message out that so people don't expect it to go from 80 million to 160. (laughs) So there's not double, but it'd be interesting to see looking into January, what this number really is. Like, are they giving a lower number and they're going to exceed expectations, which makes them look great. You know, there's a whole psychology behind it. So I would be interested to see how that plays out for them.
0: Yeah. I think the way that they came up with the projection is that they're stating that uh, Airbnb has seen about 50 million guest arrivals to the date of the publishing of the article which was july 19th so i guess what the reasoning is oh you know it's been 50 million so far this year double that that's how you get 100 so, but yeah you're right i mean it could be more mm-hmm. okay. it could be less as well of course but there's some other interesting numbers in this article some of them are they looked into the share of travelers who've used airbnb in the last 12 months and that went up from about 18-19% in 2016. And that's for business and leisure, 18-19. And then it went up to 23 for business and then 25 for leisure. So that's actually quite a lot of growth because mm-hmm. from 2015 to 2016, it didn't actually change that much. So mm-hmm. when you look at the amount of people that have used Airbnb last 12 months, the growth seems to be... Much, much better. And then also, if you look at the searches on Google for Airbnb in the US, it's been creeping up for a while and it's now about the same as some of the other uh, competitors, like in the hotel space, like Marriott, Hilton, Expedia. So that's another sign that things are going well. Airbnb in the US, as a share of the US hotel industry, that's also an interesting graph. They're up to almost 7% for. For revenue, five and a half for supply and four point two percent for demand. So you know, overall, it definitely seems. Uh, although that's been kind of flattening out as well. Like for example, in two thousand sixteen, those numbers were almost the same. the The revenue did go up quite a bit, but as far as the you know supply and demand actually stayed very quite constant. So it's kind of like a mixed report with some. You know some promising uh, numbers and, and graphs, mm-hmm. and, and some of them that seem to indicate that the, the growth is kind of either slowing down or even like flattening out a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, we'll, yeah uh, some, some, the future. Some information future will that's tell.
1: kind of right, exactly. <laughs> the
0: future Inflicting. will tell. Something that talk about with all certainty is that Google is testing vacation rental search in its hotel price comparison tool. Now, that's funny because I I didn't even know Google had a price comparison tool, but I did a little bit of research and what happens is if you were to, for example, Google like hotels in Paris, you know, Google will will show you a bunch of results and then you can click on a link that takes you to Google's actual hotel comparison website where you can fill in dates, you can use a couple of filters and stuff, and then you can actually you get results and those results then they link to places like Booking.com, Expedia, etc. And so that's been around for a while. But what happened now is that if you search for certain cities, I noticed that if you search for hotels in Rome, there'll be a little window that will show where it says vacation rentals are also available for your selected dates. And then when you click on that, you're not going to see any hotels. You're actually going to see apartments. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That could be an interesting thing because... Now, that way, there might be more people who will start staying at vacation rentals. Now, that might not necessarily be a good thing for Airbnb, though, because Airbnb doesn't show up in the list of available booking sites. Like I I did a search and I see hotels.com, I see Priceline, Expedia, Hotwire, Travel O City. Yeah, but no bare Airbnb. Exactly. So, you know, these are all hotel booking websites, but they also started offering uh, vacation rentals. Some of them are pretty big, like Booking.com has a, a very large inventory of vacation rentals, actually. So I don't see any of the home sharing platforms in the list. I only see the hotel aggregators. So I don't know why exactly. Uh, my guess is that when people use this search and they click on one of the hotel websites and they make a booking, I'm assuming that Google will get a commission on that booking. And, oh, I do, yeah. and I don't know if that's the case with right. you know Airbnb or or, or Home Away or or some of the other ones. So I think that might could be the reason that that Google doesn't include right. those yeah. those platforms. Absolutely,
1: it makes sense for from a business standpoint for Google.
0: Absolutely, yeah, it does make a little sense. Anyway, so we'll we'll have to see if that changes. I guess probably be a good idea for Airbnb to talk to Google and see if they can be included there because a <laughs> lot of people use Google. Hosts, does it feel like you're spending way too much time responding to questions from your Airbnb guests? Is the fear of a possible bad review keeping you up at night? I recently learned about a really helpful service called Aviva IQ. With Aviva IQ, my workload and worries have reduced dramatically. All I had to do was link my Airbnb listings to Aviva IQ, create my messages, and schedule delivery times. That's it! I can't believe how easy it was to set up. Now I can sit back and relax, knowing that my guests receive all the important details on time, every time. Everybody sleeps better. Check them out at www.avivaiq.com. Let's talk about something that's kind of remarkable. There's a new startup that is kind of the Airbnb for pets. It's called... Pawshake, I think. Oh yeah, there it is, paw shake. So it's kind of cool if you go on holiday and you need a place to stay for your pet, you can go on paw shake and you can just find somebody who can either look after your pet or you could even find somebody where you can bring your pet, kind of like a temporary housing for your pet or you can even find somebody who will come to your house every now and then to look after your pet. So pretty funny The Airbnb for for pets. Yeah, it's
1: funny. I mean, there's another one similar named Rover. I'm not sure how this one differs if, because it does say it's similar to Airbnb, so maybe there's a better cost point for it, a better price point. Yeah, it's expensive to board your pet when you go away. It can be at least $50 a night, depending on what kind of amenities you want to get at some of these pet hotels. And then if you have more than one animal, then you're you know, doubling, tripling that. So I'm not a pet owner myself, besides reptiles that don't need a lot of <laughs> Attention. Yeah, we, reptiles. Have, uh, wow. we have a couple of reptiles.
0: What is that uh, snakes? Bearded or...
1: dragon and lizard, yeah. A bearded uh-huh. dragon.
0: I have a beard.
1: <laughs> it's from Australia. You're from the Netherlands.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. And there's a yeah, bearded dragon. That sounds sounds like a mythical creature, like a is this a dragon that no, like spit no, fire. No. But
1: he is rad though, but that's about the only no fire, no fire. But he puffs out. Well,
0: next time and, I'm uh, in
1: I'll send you a picture of him.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, next time I visit California, I'll, yeah. I'll have to stop by and, and see what a beard of dragon is Scorcher, looks like. Even
1: though he does not spit out fire, <laughs> <It> sounds very <laughs> ominous. Um, that's, but that's yeah, cool this, this is great for another option for pet owners for sure.
0: Yeah, and it could also be a way to make some money for those who mm-hmm. like pets. I mean, there's a lot of people who can't have pets, like myself, for example. You know, If you travel around a lot, you can't really bring a pet. Well, you can, but it's a bit of a hassle to get and your dog on the plane and stuff like that. A lot of people when you're
1: traveling internationally.
0: Yeah, exactly. So if you do want to get some love from some animals every now and then, then you can just look after somebody else's pet and you can make yeah. a little bit of money. We've got a bunch of questions from podcast listeners, book readers, and etc. So I wanted to mention two questions. First of all, and this is a question that Nicole will provide you with another opportunity, to do a little shout out, because the question is, how do I provide a guest manual to my guests? Now, there's a number of ways that you can do that. Well, first of all, I definitely recommend everybody create a guest manual and send it to your guests. As soon as you receive a booking, there's a few ways you can do it. I remember I, I used to do it simply by emailing it to my guests. I would have this template ready. And then I would, as soon as I would get a booking, I'd send an email. I would include a link to a Dropbox file. So Dropbox is a file sharing uh, service. There's, there's a bunch of other ones. Adobe Cloud is the one that the person who asked the question actually ended up using. So that's another option. And then, of course, you can use a third-party application like... postfully, postfully. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's really easy so, and user-friendly. And the great thing about using it on digital is that you can also add it to a number of properties. So you're not just creating one for, you know, you're talking about Dropbox and creating it manually. You can actually uh, copy a URL and then make everything that you put in one guidebook attached to other. So if it's house rules or places to eat and you have properties within the same area, you're not doing a lot of extra work. So that's the upside of doing it digitally. So And you'll have to check out the platform. If, and the first one is free for life. So yeah, give Hostfully a try for your house manual and all your recommendations.
0: And it's free. That's always good. And the second question that I want to mention is somebody asked, and this is a question that comes up a lot. I wrote this article a while ago and it's called how to get more bookings on Airbnb. If you Google it, if you literally Google how to get more bookings on Airbnb, it'll show up as the number two or number three or something. And there's some other articles that you'll find on other sites that are helpful as well. The question on how to boost your listing search rank is one that I get a lot. Especially from people who are just starting out, like Airbnb, bumps your the position in in the search results a little bit in the beginning. You get a little batch where it says new, and you really want to make use of this time window to get as much momentum as possible. But then what happens is at some point, when you've hosted for a couple weeks, Airbnb kind of like uh, takes away that little bump that they give you in the beginning, and then suddenly your position in the search results drop, and often the amount of bookings drop as well, especially if you haven't really used that that time window to get a lot of bookings, get a lot of reviews, work on your listing, work on improving. So sometimes people drop off and then they stop getting bookings and then they email me and they say, Hey, panic. I used to get all these bookings uh, and and now suddenly like uh, I don't get any bookings anymore. I don't see my listing in the search result. Help, help, help. This is literally an email that I get every week from some people. And so... Now, what can you do to boost the position of your listing in the search results? Well, first of all, you want to be a very active host. So you want to log into your Airbnb listing often. I recommend once a day, at least. You want to maybe make a little change to your calendar just to show Airbnb that your calendar's updated because Airbnb doesn't like to show calendars that aren't updated because it creates a bad experience if someone's trying to book your place, but then it turns out you were there was mm-hmm. outdated. Another thing you want to do is just you want to make your, your listing appealing. So you want to make sure you have great pictures. Put your best picture first because the more people that check out your listing and the more people that book your listing, it's also assigned to Airbnb to show you higher up in the search results because obviously Airbnb wants to get a lot of bookings. The other thing is now you definitely want to respond always. You want to respond very fast. You know, it's not always possible to respond quickly because sometimes you're sleeping but I always recommend to use one of the automated messaging services like Aviva IQ and smartbnb are two very good options so what those services do is as soon as you get a message you automatically can send a response so let's say you're sleeping and somebody's asking for you know some questions then an automated message will be sent out where it says hey thanks for your message I will get back to you as soon as possible and what that guarantees is that your response time is always super, super, super fast. And that's really important for a position in the search results as well. If you want to have more tips, I mean, there's a whole list of factors that Airbnb uses. They don't publicize all of those factors. But again, if you Google how to get more bookings on Airbnb, you can check out my article. You can check out some of the articles that other people have written, and then you'll probably do much better. Yeah, just, well, Do I was just anything, gonna say probably sharing on social
1: media as well because you're gonna get more clicks to your site, even if somebody's not on obviously the Airbnb site. So that probably shows up the Airbnb algorithm as well.
0: That's a very good point. I think that was it for today. Uh, unless you have anything else that you want to share? Uh, no,
1: I just wanted to see if you needed any Vegas recommendations, but I can do that off after the call. <laughs> <laughs> have a great time. Uh,
0: okay. Yeah. I've, I'm going to be in Vegas wow. for a month. I'm flying there a tomorrow. Month. So ho- hopefully oh I'll survive. Gosh. Hopefully I'll be alive. But uh, I also want to mention that on Monday, I'm going to publish another episode, of course, of this podcast. But I just want to mention it because it turned out to be a really, really good good interview. Like I, I really learned quite a lot. The person I interviewed, his name is Eric Muller, and he's a real estate investor, and so he buys properties and to rent out on Airbnb, but he also manages other people's apartments and he leases apartments. Like he releases. So he leases an apartment and then he rents it out on Airbnb, of course, with the approval of the landlord and he really shared a lot of really good insights on you know how to get a business like that off the ground how do you get approval from the landlord like how do you negotiate with the landlord how do you sort of frame the Airbnb business to make it appealing for the landlord and you now uh Eric really shared some really good insights from his experience. He has a lot of experience, so I just wanted to mention that because I think a lot of people uh can really get a lot of out of that episode, especially people who are looking to maybe expand their Airbnb business. And the releasing model is actually very interesting because it doesn't require a large amount of capital up front. Like obviously if you're gonna buy a house you need quite a bit of capital, but for leasing you just need to be able to rent pay the deposit for a couple months and maybe for some you know buy some furniture etc
1: sounds really so, valuable
0: highly recommend the episode yeah definitely uh recommend to everybody to check it out on monday and then of course uh, next week we'll be back with another news episode and uh, nicole uh, thank you so much for thank joining you for today. having me it was um, a fun uh, time uh, as always yeah, Jasper. Absolutely. <laughs> always a fun time and of course in a few weeks we'll uh, speak Good. again so thanks for listening everybody and i hope to see you back on monday get paid for your pet